Hello, and welcome to Quick Charge. I'm Mikey G, and it's Thursday, October 19th. A fair amount of news coming from Tesla, as the third quarter earnings call has had some updates and impacts. With solar hurting, delays on Giga Mexico, and expectations quelled for the Cybertruck, Tesla's stock price took a hit following the news. Here's the details. Elon Musk had accurately predicted a less-than-stellar quarter, so it's not without its own precedent. The Wall Street consensus for the quarter was $24.256 billion in revenue and earnings of $0.73 per share. Tesla reported revenue of $23.35 billion and earnings of $0.66 per share. Quarter-to-quarter, Tesla's gross margin only went down from 18.2% to 17.9%. Tesla is still free cash flow positive, with $0.8 billion added this quarter, and the company now sits comfortably with $26 billion in the bank. I wish I did. Now, during the call, Tesla's management was asked about their schedule for Giga Mexico. And during the response, Elon said, quote, And in Mexico, we're laying the groundwork to begin construction and doing all the long lead times. But I think we want to just get a sense of the global economy is like before we go full tilt on the Mexico factory. I'm worried about the high interest rate environment that we're in. Now, this response doesn't tell us too many details about the delays, and unfortunately, Musk spent a fair amount of time applying these economic reasonings to other negative issues at the company. In a bit of good news, Tesla has announced that the Cybertruck deliveries will start on November 30th. In the quarterly presentation, Tesla mentioned that the pilot production of the Cybertruck has already begun, But in a strange twist, the company claims to have already deployed production capacity for 125,000 trucks per year. Now, this sounds impressive. However, in the call, Elon Musk told listeners to, quote, temper their expectations, and he reiterated that it would be hard to ramp up Cybertruck production. Musk went so far as to say that Tesla, quote, dug its own grave by adding complexity to the pickup. Now, later he added that he sees Tesla eventually reaching volume production, which he said was about 5,000 units per week, within 18 months. And lastly, taking a look at Tesla's energy business, Tesla announced that they increased energy storage deployment by 90% year-over-year in the third quarter. However, Tesla accompanied this by drops to their new low that we haven't seen in a while in terms of deployment. Tesla writes, quote, Solar deployment declined on a sequential and year-over-year basis to 49 megawatts. Sustained high interest rates and the end of net metering in California have created downward pressure on solar demand. Today's episode is sponsored by AMP, makers of energy management solutions for e-mobility products. Team AMP is known for its expertise in the industry when it comes to understanding the battery and its functionality. With more than 300 years of combined experience, the team has developed proven battery management systems that are suitable for a wide range of applications, starting from 12 volts to 1,000 volts. That extends to the AMP battery management systems algorithms that help companies building e-mobility products improve battery life while maximizing the power that can be safely utilized. The company also offers a highly integrated combination of charging software and hardware with AMP EMU. That includes an all-in-one DC-DC converter, onboard charger, power distribution, and a charge controller for electric vehicles. This unit saves space and cost in your EVs while providing maximum power density. Brands building new electric vehicle products will want to consider the AMP EVCC, a state-of-the-art charge controller for electric vehicles with support for all major charging standards, 
including CCS, NACS, and Shademo. And the AMP Fast Charge Junction Box to enable Level 3 DC fast charging, all built on the AMP charging software stack, the world's number one charging software capable of complying with all major charging standards globally. You can learn more about the AMP Energy Management Solutions at amp.tech. Tesla just released its owner's manual and parts catalog for the new Highland Model 3, and internet sleuths have been going through to find new details. One of them, a fellow whose screen name is The Kilowatts, found a reference to a performance version of the Model 3, and there is an image of the badging that shows the reference to Plaid. Now, Plaid is the top performance version of the Model S and X, which was previously said to not be an option for the Model 3. Now, it's possible that the badge in the owner's manual is just an error, but we will be looking for clues along the way. Guess who's coming to dinner? Toyota announced that it signed a deal with Tesla to adopt the NACS connector and get supercharger access for future EV owners. Toyota has not announced an adapter, but instead just mentions the year 2025 for the new port. And speaking of that new port, following an announcement this past summer, ChargePoint is now deploying NACS connectors at their stations. ChargePoint is rolling out to AC chargers right now and will begin implementing on DC chargers in November. Electric RV specialist Pebble has officially launched their flagship product, an all-electric travel trailer called the Pebble Flow. Now, this ultra-aerodynamic trailer features active propulsion assist, universal charging, and solar panels on the roof, enabling extended stays off-grid. Now, Pebble stepped out of the stealth mode version and into the public eye this last summer with $13.6 million in seed funding in their pockets. Pebble states that the flow is 300% more aerodynamic than a conventional travel trailer. Total dimensions are 25 feet long, 7 feet and 6 inches wide, and 8 feet 8 inches high. Its gross vehicle weight is rated at 6,200 pounds, with a starting price of $109,000 for the standard battery and $125,000 for the larger battery pack that also has added features. In today's community comment found on YouTube, Niklasikund88 wonders why Quick Charge hasn't grown faster. And another commenter, Snookymeister55, notes that Quick Charge commenters don't have rabies, as they seem to on the regular Electric website. Well, fellas, a round of applause for you, the viewer of Quick Charge. You belong to a select group of largely polite individuals who can muster an attention span for a 5-10 to ten minute news recap. Although we may go past 10 minutes today, I'm going to wax poetic on social issues for a moment, and hopefully you'll bear with me. The main website, electrac.co, does have an active comment section, and poking around a little bit, it was not hard for me to find examples of people posting railing accusations. But I think that the main reason why the main site has so much vitriol is simply because the main website has many, many more views. It's normal for a Tesla article to have page views in the millions, and I think that the sheer number of users brings out something bad. Let me explain. Now, some people believe that they are actively contributing to a cause or societal crisis with their social media use, but at a base level, their media consumption. Now, this is not without reason, as the more popular an idea becomes, the more likely it is to break into mainstream attention. The stated goal of promoting these ideas 
is to reach a tipping point in which societal discourse must address the problem, and I believe that positive and productive comments greatly promote that endeavor. Now, on the other end, I believe that people who make very nasty comments have very, very different incentives. And while they may claim to be promoting a greater good, I think they are trying to promote themselves and staking a claim within the tribes of which they want to belong. Now, this is not without reason, as we live in a very stratified world where loneliness and a sense of belonging within a group are serious problems that have only recently been addressed. I think the people who make terrible comments are using what tools they have in an attempt to find meaning and placement in their lives that are otherwise lacking in a meaningful connection. You, the viewers of Quick Charge, you have not exhibited too much of this behavior, and I sincerely hope that you have encouraging conversations and shared experiences with the loved ones around you. We all should seek to lift where we stand and try to embolden the lives of those in which we have the greatest impact. Nasty comments don't do this, but listening to a loved one in need, visiting old friends, even smiling warmly and saying hello in public, these can make someone feel great for days, weeks, or even years to come. That's enough soapboxing for today. If the channel really picks up in view counts, then this exact diatribe might sound like scolding. But for you guys, it's great. So thanks for watching Quick Charge. I'm Mikey G, and I hope you have a great day.